Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be indifference, how to develop your attraction superpower. Well, I got two different emails from two different guys that I'm going to go through with you today. And both of these guys, they're a big part of their problem is they have an attachment to an outcome. In other words, they're expecting things to be a certain way with the women that they're dating. And then when it doesn't, the reality doesn't match their expectations, they're getting butthurt, they're getting perturbed, and they tend to become a little more controlling and forceful. And they try too hard, they pursue too much. And they are obviously expressing and communicating a vibe that they're very perturbed. And masculinity is calm. That's why women don't react too well when a guy is not calm and when he gets perturbed instead. And so the first guy, he's he was separated from his wife and the woman in question here that he started dating, she was also separated from her husband. So they started dating and obviously, if you've read 3% Man, you know that I talk about in the book. It's like women that are in the middle of a divorce or something like this, they oftentimes will vacillate. They'll go back and forth. And they're not the best ones to get involved in. Ideally, what you want to do is date somebody that's already done with her divorce, all the custody, all, that, all the nasty proceedings are behind them. And they're kind of back to living a normal life. Because when you get involved with somebody, especially a woman who's in the middle of a divorce, you oftentimes, because most of the time, 75% of the time, women are filing for divorce. And oftentimes the guys don't want to get divorced. And so the guy's trying to come back in the picture. And so you see with the first guy here is that that's what's starting to happen. He becomes a little more controlling, a little more of, hey, you need to choose me or your husband. And she's bouncing back and forth instead of just being completely indifferent to it, unattached, and letting her do most of the pursuing, he's still pursuing more and trying to force himself into her life, which in essence, he's acting like a woman. He's acting like he's stuck in his feminine energy. That's why it is repulsing her. And same thing with the second guy. The second guy reconnected with a girl. I guess he met her or knew her from college or whatever. And she's not as into him as he would like. And he's getting upset and angry, a little controlling because he's driven by fear. Because deep down, his problem is, is he doesn't feel he's worthy of having her or being with her. And when you're driven by fear like that, you try to force things. You call too much. You text too much. You try to force them to make decisions when they're – because feminine energy is chaos. And the last thing, it's just like trying to control a cat – and force a cat to sit in your lap and pet it when it no longer wants to be petted. And obviously the kitty cat's not going to react too well to that. It's going to dip, may scratch, may hiss at you, may even bite you. And so this is these are two really good emails to go through and just talk about the indifference and the way these guys should be acting in a way that would attract these women. Because quite frankly, the first, girl, the first guy's email, I want to state in the woman that's in the middle of a divorce... I mean, these things are going to happen. That's how life happens. It's Nothing's ever totally, completely, 100% clean and easy. There always might be some weird thing going on or you have such a good connection and it looks like the divorce is almost finalized or whatever. But if you bring attachment to it and you're getting butthurt and you're perturbed, you're going to get in the way of the woman being attracted to you and wanting to be with you and wanting to speed up her divorce in this process. But... 
again, we'll get, we'll get, let's go through the email and see what we can see here. The first one's pretty, actually a pretty short email. So he says, hey coach, I've been dating this girl for almost a year now. And when we started talking, we had both just started getting divorced, but we were separated. So we started dating and there were a couple times she went back to her ex-husband. This is exactly what I talk about in the book. This is why you should not be getting involved with women like this because she's vacillating back and forth and what exacerbates the situation and makes it worse is the fact that this guy's holding on too tight he's being too controlling and too forceful and to you need to choose me or him kind of attitude because what you should be doing in this case is you should be recognizing hey she's not and granted he's in the middle of a divorce too but it's much worse has much more of a negative effect on women because they vacillate and go back and forth so much. And in this kind of case, if you're going to be crazy enough to want to date a woman in the middle of a divorce, you got to let her be. You have to let her do most, if not all, of the calling, texting, and pursuing. And then you just make dates when she reaches out because, quite frankly, she's not a great candidate. She's not a great dating prospect because, in essence, she's still married to somebody else. And especially in this case with her going back and forth, it's like – the more you try to force somebody that's going back and forth between you and the husband to choose you, the more she's going to continue to jump back and forth between you and the husband. And who knows, there may be even another guy out there. It's it's the same thing. It has the same effect of trying to chase a cat around the room when it no longer wants to be petted. And that's basically what this guy is doing. And that's the opposite of being calm and masculine and stoic. He's totally uncentered, acting needy, acting neurotic. And it's unattractive. That's why she's going to bounce back and forth because he's not acting masculine enough to attract her consistently to him. And so when he acts like a, a beta male and chases her out of his life, it literally chases her right back into the arms of the supposed ex-husband-to-be. And it's obvious that it doesn't sound like the ex-husband wants to be the ex-husband and he wants to stay with his wife. So when this guy acts attractive, she's attracted to him. And less attracted to the ex-husband. But when you're vacillating back and forth like that and you're all over the ice, I mean, this kind of thing, it's just, it rakes you over the coals emotionally. And it's like, why do it to yourself? So you just, you got to follow what's in the book. And this guy is obviously not doing it. But then again, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't be involved with somebody like this. But it is what it is. He is where he is. And he's into this girl. He's been dating a year. So it's easy for us to sit here and watch this. Oh, yeah. Toss to the side. Out of the next. But that he wrote in because he wanted my help. And as a coach, you have to serve the customer. You have to serve the clients. Your job is to help them achieve their outcome. Whether or not you agree with it or not, obviously I'm, I'm going to give my two cents on it, but it's their lives. They have to live with the results of their choices and their decisions. So there's a couple of times she went back to her ex-husband and he said, when I backed away, she came back talking about how it's the worst mistake she ever made, mistake she ever made so we got past that and it's been good for three months. Well, you should not be, I mean, as the book teaches anyways, the guy really just starts the courtship off. But typically two, three, four weeks in, women are going to be calling and texting you or FaceTiming you every couple of days. And then you just use that as an opportunity to set the next date. But when you're trying to speed things up, because that's what this guy's doing, he's trying to rush her falling in love with him. He's trying to rush her finalizing her divorce. So she can be with him and then he can feel a sense of peace because that's what's happening. He doesn't feel a sense of peace 
with her. And so he's trying to force things so he can get to that place of peace. But because he's driven by fear, he's making what he fears happen, which is her going back to her, her husband. He's making it happen because he's so he's doing such so many unattractive things that it turns her off and she is more attracted to her husband because at the time her husband will be acting more masculine. So he says it's been good for three months. He says, well, she did it again and she was lying about talking to him in a way that she has told me multiple times that she knows she can't be friends with him for this reason, but finally admitted that she had been talking to him. Well, the other thing is she's lying to you. And so you're pursuing a woman that's lying. You're pursuing a woman that in essence is cheating on her husband because if she goes back to her husband she's technically back in the relationship with him and you're trying to in essence rip off another dude's wife even though you yourself are going through a divorce and in this particular case at this point because of her circumstances and the fact that she's vacillating she should be doing 100 percent of the pursuing you should never call or text her or reach out for any reason and in this case if she complains about it you're just like hey you've been bouncing back and forth between me and your husband and quite frankly you based on your actions do not seem like you're really serious about getting a divorce i'm just basically your occasional side piece if you will and i'm looking for loyalty monogamy exclusivity on top of that you've been lying to me about things so that doesn't look good for you and your prospects is potentially to be a girlfriend of mine there's no way we're going to be girlfriend and boyfriend or we're going to date exclusively while you're still with your husband that's just that's silly for me to be in an exclusive relationship with a married woman in essence so he says i told her she needs to make a decision once and for all that's it's me or him well in this particular case i wouldn't be doing that just because again she's married you want her to be the one that's trying to win you over and trying to get you to commit to her and instead, you're you're seeking her attention and validation. In essence, you're acting like the girl. You're acting like the chick, and that's why it turns her off so much. You know, this is despite the fact, me personally, I would never be involved with somebody like this. And you know, you could see why. But you're making the situation worse by over pursuing instead of just being totally indifferent to it. You could take it or leave it. If the cat wants to sit in your lap, great. If not, whatever. She's still married. She's with her husband. She's lied. So. When you have somebody that's willing to lie and cheat like that and deceive you, it's like that's it. You're she's disqualified from being a loyal, monogamous, long-term romantic prospect. You just gotta look at her, hey, it's party girl, hookup girl, somebody to hang out with while I'm in the process of getting my own divorce until I find somebody who's single and ready and willing to mingle. He says she told me that she can't make a decision or doesn't want to, so she's just gonna be single. That way she can do whatever she wants guilt-free. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. you got to love in such a way that the person you love feels free. And you're not making her feel free. You're making her feel like she needs to get away from you. You're doing the opposite of indifference. You're doing the opposite of what the book teaches. He says she still gives the mixed signals saying she loves me and acts like she wants to come back. But it doesn't matter. You have to see reality as it is. She's not somebody... It's really loyal and trustworthy because you've caught her lying multiple times. And when somebody ha shows red flags like that, you can't just ignore those things and go, oh, I will just, I'll just wish it away and that'll fix it. Because you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And so even if you say she goes through with a divorce, eventually at some point when she's not happy, 
should probably start inviting attention from other men because she's just not a loyal person. And she's not honest either. And you can't fix that. It's not your job to fix that. you got to see it as it is, though, and recognize, hey, you know what? Her family screwed her up. It's not my fault. It's her family's fault. But because you're ignoring reality and you're projecting your interest and your fantasy of you, what you want this girl to be, you're creating all these problems for yourself by over-pursuing her. My question is, should I back off or do the no contact to turn her around or should I completely be done because it keeps happening? Well, you keep trying to force things and you should have been able to recognize the pattern because it's happened, it looks like four times now. So every time you start pursuing this girl, what happens? You pursue too much, she bounces back to her husband. Then you back off and then she comes back, oh, it's the worst mistake I ever made. Oh, I'm in love with you. It's like, you shouldn't give a shit one way or another. It's like, eh. It's like, hey, come on over. I wouldn't be taking, and also I wouldn't be taking this girl out on dates. Because if the husband is trying to get back together with her and you're going out on dates in public, it's like, do you really want to run into this guy or remember his friends or his family? It's like, I wouldn't. I would just treat her like what she really is. She's a booty call and a friend with benefits. And quite frankly, she's disqualified from long-term romantic prospects. So if you still want to hook up with her, I would just never call or text her for any reason when you do hear from her. Invite her over, hang out, have fun, and hook up and say, see you later when she leaves either later that night or in the morning. It's Call me later. That's it. You don't pursue somebody like this. And if she complains about it, you're just like, look, you're married. You, you have a husband. So it's like you're – I'm getting my divorce, but you are bouncing back and forth. So really all we're doing is carrying on an affair in essence. Me personally, I wouldn't be involved in this, but you do you, boo-boo. So let's go to the second email. He says, hello, Coach Wayne. I've been your student for a year and a half, and I have closely followed your teachings, reading your book multiple times. Well, it's one thing to read the book, but the most important thing is the actions and the experiences that you gain by actually going out on dates and interacting with women, seducing them, dating them, communicating with them, overcoming problems and challenges together, friction, looking for red flags, because you're trying to vet these your prospects. Or you want to make sure... If you're looking for long-term loyalty, monogamy, exclusivity, they got to have the character that backs that up. they got to have the character that aligns with those values. And way too often when we, in my phone sessions, when I see emails like this, these guys are projecting their interest, their high interest on these women and ignoring the fact that they're ignoring character's destiny. And they're ignoring the fact, just like the, the first girl. I mean, this guy's been following me for a while and he's familiar with my work and yet it's not clicking with him that she's not a good long-term prospect. She's just a fuck buddy or friends with benefits, sex playmate, party girl. It's like an occasional booty call. That's it. Nothing else. She's not capable of anything else. And you're trying to turn her, you're trying to turn a hoe into a housewife. It's like, these are the girls you have fun. It's good for rebound sex. It's good to... To blow the barrels out while you look for somebody else. Because if you have a few girls like this and then you're really looking for a good quality woman, it helps you remain indifferent all the time and not attached to anything or any one particular girl. And then you got the girls fighting for your attention and trying to get your attention and validation instead of you begging for scraps in essence. Recently, I have found success in the field of relationships thanks to your video lessons and the practical steps I have taken, although I, I may have neglected the theory aspect for or a bit well this is why i say read it 10 to 15 times you have to get to know the material so well you could teach it because there's pickup skills there's dating skills and there's relationship skills and you have to understand all of them 
and know it backwards and forwards because when you just read it a handful of times and you're trying to cherry pick out a video as you come off as robotic and you're missing things, you're missing cues. Because, I mean, you got to understand we've all been propagandized and conditioned by the same movies and TV to basically adopt dysfunctional, unnatural behaviors and ways of living that are completely out of harmony with nature and the way the creator made us. And so when you live in a way that is congruent with the creator's laws, if you will, or the way masculine and feminine energy, things are pretty easy and effortless. Bad people get bounced out of your life. Good people effortlessly flow right in. And just like putting on an old pair of comfortable shoes that you've worn a thousand times. feels really comfortable, really easy, really effortless. That's what you're looking for. But when you're cherry picking like this, it's like you're going to have a hell of a time because you're so wrapped up in your head mentally of trying to get the girl. You're seeking her attention and validation instead of letting her come to you and choose you and win you over. And so when you're trying to get her attention like that, it's almost impossible to see the red flags because you're so desperate to get her to choose you or commit to you or want to be around you instead of having the attitude of, hey, let the best girl win. She's got to be easygoing, easy to get along with, communicate well. Otherwise, like, eh, I don't really care. It's okay. You can stay. You can go. doesn't matter to me. I love having you around, but you got to behave this way when we're together. And if you can't, well, then we can be occasional friends with benefits, but that's as far as it's going to go. A couple of months ago, I reconnected with a girl who attended the same university course years ago. I immediately noticed that she had changed, becoming more mature, and I was immediately attracted to her. After a few weeks, we kissed at a party and started going out together. Initially, things were going great. We saw each other regularly, spent the night together from the second date, and even increased the frequency of our meetings to three times a week. However, before she left for a 10-day work trip, I was worried because I knew her ex was also on the trip. So this is part of the vetting process. This is why you don't go, oh, goo goo gaga, I love her, we're solemnly, she's the one for me. Because when you act all dopey like that, it's this is the kind of stuff, this is why you vet, this is why you date. Because remember, women can hide who they are, I mean all of us for that matter, can hide who we are for about the first 90 days. And so this is part of the vetting process. You're trying to, what is her life like? Who are the men that are in her life? Are there good men in her life that are brothers and uncles and father and grandfather that taught her a good sense of morals and honor and integrity or is she a girl that comes from a broken home and she's got tons of male orbiters ex-boyfriends in the background guys that she dated for a little bit but friend zone but yet allows to stay in her life because she likes the attention in this particular case she's got an ex going on the trip and so your attitude should be like Hey, if the ex is on a trip, if she feels comfortable and you're not giving her grief about it and you're not attached, you're not in a relationship, you're not exclusive, she'll probably tell you what's going on. But if you become jealous and angry and controlling, she'll just hide the stuff from you. And what you're trying to do is assess her character at this point in time to determine whether or not she even has the value system in order to be able to be the long-term prospect that you're looking for. But when you're focused on getting her to choose you, it's like 
everything else goes out the window because you're only focused on the goal and you're emotionally anchored to that goal and you're totally attached to it. And then so that's why it drives you crazy when these women are all over the place because they're they're like cats. They come and go. It's it's getting upset at women is about as productive as getting pissed off that the weather is not what you wanted it to be. It's just stupid. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's counterproductive. It's unattractive because masculinity is calm. He says, it's like, you know, the guys in the red pill community, they're con- oh, modern women, they're getting all upset and buttered at women. It's like, well, most of them are a bunch of fucking pussies. And number two, they haven't taken the time to learn and understand how attraction actually works. And they also do a shitty job of vetting the women that they get involved with. And it's like, you can see why. It's like, first guy's involved with a woman that's basically bouncing back and forth. And he's like, oh, we're meant to be. And yet he's ignoring the reality that... He's just her side piece. You've got to see reality as it is. So he says, despite that, we kept in regular contact. She confessed to missing me, even writing down her feelings about us in her diary. Well, if you're several weeks in and you've read the book several times, she should be doing 90, 95% of the pursuing at this point. The calling and the texting and the contact initiation should mostly be done by her. But more than likely, this guy's, I was talking to a guy yesterday, is... Yeah, he's read my book several times. And he's like, "Oh, uh, we've been pers- we I pursued this girl 50-50." And so the whole time he was dating her for the past year, she never got to the point where she fell in love and she wasn't a good prospect to begin with, but what exacerbated the situation is that he was constantly over-pursuing. And so she never fell deeply head over heels in love with him, and that's why it was so easy for her to jerk him around and blow him off cuz she didn't respect him as a man cuz he didn't act like a man consistently. And that just made matters worse when he displayed beta male behavior and her interest was low. She was an asshole to him. And so it's understandable. If she was head over heels in love, she would have treated him better. But ultimately, she wasn't a good prospect. Because, but he was so focused on trying to lock her down, he couldn't see what the hell was, was really going on. He says, when she returned last week, I pushed the situation a bit to see her again, insisting that we met up. Yeah, men don't behave this way, dude. Little boys that are desperate and didn't get enough strokes from mommy and daddy, that's how they behave. It's unattractive, dude. He says, I'm sorry, coach. I know I made a mistake. He was like, you just can't behave that way. And you shouldn't be surprised that it turns her off. In the end, she agreed and we had dinner at her place. And remember, he's begging her to spend time with him. It's totally unattractive. It's the opposite of confidence. It's like in that in that case, you're giving off the vibe like, I need you to be my mommy. Please stoke me on the head. Tell me I'm a good little boy. That's It's unattractive. It turns women's stomach. However, things felt different. Something was off. Yeah, you turned her off. That's what was off. And if she was resistant to meet up with you, she'd be like, all right, no problem. When your schedule clears up, give me a call. That's what indifference would do. You're like, eh. Hey, I'd love to see you. Oh, I'm not sure. This week's kind of crazy. Work's been crazy. I got to unpack from my trip. You know, you'll hear shit like that. And you're the only thing you're not hearing is, oh, I'd love to see you. I miss you. And so when you hear excuses and she's busy, oh, work's crazy, life's crazy, the trip was crazy. Ah. When you hear that, you, you got to just cut through the bullshit and go, she's not excited about, she's not jumping a fence to be with me. She's sitting on the fence going, eh, I don't know. I got all you think going on. And that's like the cat going, eh, I'm kind of bored. I don't want to sit in your lap. And you should just be like, eh, whatever. I'm going to go pet another kitty cat. Call me when you change your mind. Call me when you're available. Call me. Well, hey, when things settle down, get in touch. I'd love to see you. 
I got to run. Talk to you later. Boom. That's it. You're out. That's what indifference would do. But when you're attached, like, I, you have to meet me. We got to get together. I got to catch. I got so many things to tell you. It's, that's not how men act. It's like little boys act this way. Needy little insecure neurotic boys act that way. Not men. Not calm masculine men. He says the next morning she seemed deep in thought because more than likely he was reaching out to her and texting her because he could tell that she was off and he's like desperate to find out where he stands. Again, this is the opposite of masculinity. He's acting like a chick, an insecure chick. He says, so I asked her what's on her mind and she said that she wouldn't like me but I tried to act indifferent. After about a half hour, I sat down on her couch. So I guess he stayed the night and asked her to come closer. I managed to open her up and she confessed that she's still attached to her past with her ex, the guy that was on the trip, and saying, it's not so much about him, but what I experienced with him. So what she's basically saying is my ex still makes my pussy as wet as Niagara Falls because of what she feels. It's all about what he makes her feel. And the guy that wrote the email is causing her pussy to feel like the Sahara Desert because he's not acting masculine. That's what she's trying to communicate, but it's not going to put it in words. It's going to upset him or cause him to get jealous or cause him to lose his shit. But most guys hear an explanation like, it's not so much about him, but about what I experienced with him. So that sounds like she went and screwed her ex-boyfriend on the trip. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but she's obviously into the ex-boyfriend and that's why he was uncomfortable. But you you have no time in with this girl. This guy just started seeing her. The ex, they might have been in her for a couple of years. So she's emotionally bonded him. So from a leverage perspective, the other guy's got all the leverage. And if you're trying to force yourself, you're going to lose. You're totally upside down. You have no leverage at all on her. And so trying to force her to do something, you might get some temporary good results, but it's going to go sideways. And in this particular case, you got to recognize it for what it is. And she's just one of the girls that you're dating. That's what the indifference, that's what indifference would be. But instead, you're trying to force yourself in her life because you worry and you feel threatened by the ex and that you're going to lose her to him. It's like you should be doing the opposite. She should be the one trying to lock you down and pushing the ex away and telling you that the ex is out of the picture. And you should have the attitude is like, well, you're still kind of seeing your ex and it's obvious you're not over him. I like you. I like having fun with you. But, uh, you know, I'm not ready to get into a relationship with you when you're not over that dude. But I'd still like to casually date and see you when we're both available and our schedules line up. That'd be great. That's the attitude that you want to have. So he says, during our conversation, it almost seemed like she wanted to end things with me saying, you won't talk to me anymore, right? So in other words, if she says, oh, I want to try things on my ex, this guy's going to get pissed off and not want to talk to her anymore. But I would just say, well, if you're going to explore things, go go explore that and figure that out. And once you resolve it, get in touch. And if I'm still available, we can, we can go out on a date. Just like that. Take it or leave it. In other words, you'll interact with her, but it's got to be on conditions that are favorable to you. Not when she's still trying to figure things out with her ex. That's why you're... You literally push her into his arms. You're like, well, we'll figure that out. And then give me a call later. And then what happens is she goes and tests the shit out of him because she's not hearing from you now. And then typically that guy's going to just fold like a cheap deck chair because he'll he's probably a beta male anyways. And then guess what happens? A week or two later, she's like, hey. 
I miss you. I got some clarity on my situation. He says, during our conversation, it almost seemed like she wanted to end things. And she said, you won't talk to me anymore, right? He says, but I remained calm and made jokes about the situation. And she said, I had a strong physical attraction to you, but now I'm not sure. So it's all about feelings. It's not about logic here. That's why logic and reason doesn't work. There's, there's no argument that's going to cause her to feel desire for you. She has to feel that on her own. It's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. This is why you let them come to you at their pace. He says, and I jokingly replied, is it because I cut my hair, right? <laughs> he says, we continue to laugh and kiss while addressing this situation and made love right away after. It's like, okay, cool. Because he, he communicated his indifference with the joke. He's like, eh. So it was a good recovery there, but the bad thing is him trying to force himself. And so she's basically saying, I may choose the other guy. And your and his attitude was indifference. He was like, eh. And he made a joke about it. And what happened? Boom. Instant attraction. And then they had sex. You see how that works? But you got to be consistent. And the problem is he's consistently inconsistent, just like the first guy. And so we want to clean up that behavior so you consistently getting her feeling more and more attraction instead of her attraction going like this and that's what's happening both these guys it's like a yo-yo and that's why it's driving them nuts and they're driving themselves nuts because they're still pursuing too much and trying to force things he says immediately after that conversation i felt the same vibes as if nothing had changed the same affection and behaviors however after a couple of days when i suggested scheduling another appointment for this weekend Again, in this situation, I'd be letting this girl do most of the pursuing, but he's still trying to force it. I suggested another appointment for this week, and she was vague in her response. Should I write to her? Maybe on the same day I would like to go out with her? No, dude. It's just let it go. you got to follow the book. She should be doing most, if not all, of the pursuing, especially in this case, because she's also got the ex in the background. And from what she said, it sure sounds like she hooked up with the ex on the trip and so when you try to force things in a situation like that it's the opposite of indifference you should just have the attitude of hey call me later hey when you're all right no problem well when you figure out your schedule get back in touch i'd love to see you just leave it like that that's it that's all you gotta do or should i wait for her to write me again wait for her to write you again because when you're trying to set a date and she's like eh, well it's like hitting the ball over the net right you hit the ball over the net and she's just like she acknowledges it, but she doesn't make it easy to make plans. When women really like you and their interest is high, they'll make it easy to get together with them. And when they don't, you'll get vagueness in their responses. And the vagueness just communicates, I'm not feeling like I want to see you right now. And so you should be like, okay, don't call her, don't text her. Let her do all the pursuing. Let her come to you. Both of these women and these situations are involved with the other dudes and exes, and the guys have all the leverage. You have to let them come to you at their pace. He said, in general, how should I behave in this situation? Well, follow the book. It would help if you would read it 10 to 15 times as instructed and continue to date other women because it's obvious she's dating and sleeping with other guys, one of them being her ex. And it's like you you basically have are acting like you're in a relationship with her and you've stopped dating other women. 
and yet she's dating other guys. She's keeping her options open. Same thing with the first girl. She's like, I don't want to be attached. I want to be single, and I don't. I want guilt free. Give them what they want. You should. You're the prize. You're the one that she that women should be trying to lock down. And again, both these guys are doing the opposite of what the book teaches. Indifference makes the difference. It really is your attraction superpower. When you apply it, both these guys have seen when they've been indifferent, it works wonders. Like it's literally instantaneous. Like this dude had sex with a girl right afterwards when he communicated indifference through his playfulness and his joking and his like, eh, his take it or leave it attitude. But when she's vague in her responses, the next you give her more indifference. You're like, okay, well, when you figure it out, let me know. And just wait to hear from her. And when the attraction slowly returns to a high enough level, she'll reach out and then you try to set the date. Got to follow the book. So if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. <music>